I always tell people just to do like a little bit of research. We have so many, so many things available to us as far as Google and YouTube. Like I said, I have a podcast just to do some Mm -hmm. research to see if this is going to be a right fit for you to see if this is something that feels good for you because it's a really great option, but for, I would say for the most part, it's a good option for everybody, but you have to, you know, you have to be a self-starter. You have to be motivated. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's going to be telling you like, Hey, you need to get this done, get behind your computer. You have to show up. So you have to be someone who's going to push yourself to do that, to motivate, to get behind your computer, to get work done. And you have to do a lot of the marketing of your business. So you have to be reaching out to people. You kind of have to put yourself out there. So just to kind of see, Hey, does this feel aligned with me? I feel like something I would be interested in doing. Like I said, most people feel like, yeah, I could totally do this. But just knowing that too, like you have to be a hard worker. Like it's, this is not that get rich quick type thing. Like you have to put in the work. (laughs) It can, it can bring in money. I, you know, my first month that I started, I made $800 and I thought I was just like, I thought I had hit the jackpot here, but it took hard work. And that's what I always tell people too. Welcome to the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast, where we bring you real life working mom stories, tips, tricks, and advice for thriving and surviving in motherhood. Because you shouldn't have to experience working motherhood alone. Join our community of support as we discuss all of the things and how we get by in this sometimes crazy and imperfect journey of working motherhood. and welcome back to another episode of the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. On this week's episode, I am talking to Aubrey Malik. So Aubrey is a former teacher turned freelancer who now helps other overwhelmed freelancers step into a CEO role within their business And she does this by simplifying, streamlining, and scaling. So Aubrey used to be an elementary teacher. She really wanted to have more flexibility in her job and create her own schedule around her kids, just like a lot of us have that goal. So she discovered freelancing, and within two months, she was able to resign from her teaching job. And now she teaches other moms how to set up their freelancing businesses with success from home. And she has a podcast called Freelancer to CEO, which I binge listened to when I was setting up my own freelancing business. So this is just an overall great conversation with someone who has been through the motions of going from a traditional job to a to their own business and so i really would love to jump into this conversation with aubrey hi aubrey welcome to the confessions of a working mom podcast how are you today i'm great i'm super excited to be here thanks for having me yes of course i'm so excited to chat with you today So can you just start off by telling the listeners a little bit about yourself, your family, your background, your story, and anything else you want them to know? Absolutely. So my name is Aubrey Malik, and I'm a mom, and I've got two little boys at home. Well, one of them is home. One of them now is, this is my first year. He's officially gone five days a week in school, which 
my heart is struggling with a little bit, but he loves <laughs> it. It's great for him. And it's nice to kind of get that special time with my youngest, but I'm a former teacher and I loved what I did as a teacher. And I honestly thought that I would be doing that forever. I did the whole go to college, get the job. Then I went back and got my master's, did that whole thing. And really everything changed when I became a mom, because mm-hmm. I always, my dream job was always to be at home with my kids. And it wasn't to be, I didn't really think about being a stay at home mom because I really didn't think that that would ever be an option for us. I knew that I would have to be working in some capacity, but I knew that I wanted a job that just allowed me to have a little bit more flexibility than I had as a teacher. Even thinking about to this past month when my son went to school for the first time, if I was a teacher, I would have to be in my own classroom greeting my own students and not be able to be there for my son which he really didn't need me. He was fine. He's like, see you later, mom. And I'm, I'm, I'm struggling <laughs> over here. So like I needed that. So I really started to think about what would be a way that I would be able to be at home with my kids, have that flexible schedule, but also find a way to be able to work. I'm super motivated and driven and I do enjoy working. I enjoy setting goals for myself, but I just knew that maybe the traditional type of job that everybody usually gets, it maybe wasn't the best fit for me and my family. So I really started, you know, looking for different ways to be able to work from home. I feel like I've tried lots of different things, tutoring kids, joining different network marketing companies, teaching kids English online. I've tried them all. And while some of them worked better than others, none of them were really going to be able to provide that income that we needed that, you know, Mm -hmm. to be able to say like, wow, okay, like I could take a step back and do this even for a couple of years. And honestly, when I set out to even do this, I thought, okay, I'll just do this until my kids are in school full-time and then I'll go back to teaching again, always thinking I would be teaching. And, you know, out of the blue, doing my probably weekly search in Facebook groups and online, figuring out, okay, what's going to be that thing that can bring me home. Someone had mentioned being a virtual assistant. I had never heard of it before. didn't know what it was. And that really kind of started everything for me. I started researching it and figuring out, okay, what is this? What does it look like? can this actually be something for me? And I was listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and doing all this stuff to really figure out what is it. And when I looked at, at what freelancing was, what being a virtual assistant was, and I looked at a lot of the pros to it compared to some of the other things that I had done, I realized that this probably was going to at least be something worth pursuing. At least I was thinking, all right, this will be another thing that I'll try. And sure enough, it really was the thing that allowed me to be able to step away from my teaching job be at home with my kids. And I've been doing that coming up on three years. The end of this month is really when like I found out about it, but I officially launched my business in October of 2018. And I've been doing that ever since and kind of have made some pivots along the way. And my business has evolved into what it is now, but that's my journey. I always try to shorten it a little bit because I know that I'm a talker and I'm like, I could cut these little pieces (laughs) out too, to make it so my story's a little bit shorter every time I tell it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And so just for moms who are out there listening right now, maybe this is the first time they've ever even heard of the term virtual assistant. Can you talk a little bit about that and like where or what types of things do virtual assistants do or where can moms get started with that if they wanted to get into that? Yeah, this is a question that I feel like I answer on a daily basis, which is so funny for me because I'm like, (laughs) I've been in this. I like to me, it's still, it seems strange that there's still people that don't know what it is. Cause I'm like, I've been in this for a while. Like who doesn't know about this? And now I'm like, who can I tell about this? So the way that I like to describe it to people in a way that will make sense for a lot of people, it's very similar to a personal assistant, except everything that you do is all online. It's all virtual. 
And the difference is that you are not an employee. So you're not, you're not expected to work certain hours or, you know, clock in, clock out. Your people that you work with, we call them clients. They don't decide what you charge, you do. So it has a lot more of that control and that choice. So you get to decide what hours you work, what you charge, and you help business owners with their business. That could be projects or tasks, just helping them get things done that they either don't have time to do, don't want to do, or don't know how to do. They don't want to learn it. They don't want to figure out how to post on social media or come up with the graphics that they need. So it can be things from helping them with the admin part of their business. So that could be scheduling, emails, data entry, research, just again, those like minor things that business owners need to get done. They just don't have the time to do because they're doing other things in their business that actually need them. Or you could even specialize into things like you could run someone's Pinterest account. You could run someone's podcast. You could do all the behind the scenes, the editing, writing the show notes. You could do copywriting if you enjoy writing. If you really enjoy technology, you could do tech VA or Mm -hmm. you could even get into website design. They're really, the possibilities are endless. And what I always encourage people to do is to use the skills that you already have Mm -hmm. from your previous job. We've all acquired skills. and, And now I think we're at a point where we can say a lot of us grew up on computers. We grew up, you know, when cell phones were coming of age, we've gone through all that. So a lot of us have a lot of experience, even if we don't attribute it to actual job experience, but a lot of us know how to get email on our phone and send an email. Like that could just be something that a business owner needs help with. So it's a really option. It's something for me that I'm like, I didn't even know this was a thing that you could actually make money doing, but it's really, really great. And it's blessed our family. And Now that's really where my focus of my business is. I still do have freelancing clients that I work with, you know, select few, but like I said, I was a former teacher and I loved teaching. I just wanted the flexibility. And so I gained the flexibility and I left my job and I still felt like something was missing. And it was usually around that back to school time where I would start to feel like, oh man, I miss getting things ready and teaching and getting all my lessons ready. And so what I realized is that I could still have that flexibility and teach people So now I'm a virtual assistant coach and now I teach women and teachers. A lot of my audience is teachers because they connect with me on that, how to do what I did through my podcast and through my free content and everything like that. So to answer your other question, if, if someone was thinking about getting started, I always tell people just to do like a little bit of research. We have so many, so many things available to us as far as Google and YouTube. Like I said, I have a podcast just to do some Mm -hmm. research to see if this is going to be a right fit for you to see if this is something that feels good for you because it's a really great option. But I would say for the most part, it's a good option for everybody. You know, you have to be a self-starter. You have to be motivated. Mm -hmm. You know, no one's going to be telling you like, Hey, you need to get this done, get behind your computer. You have to show up. So you have to be someone who's going to, you know, push yourself to do that, to motivate, to get behind your computer, to get work done. And you have to do a lot of the marketing of your business. So you have to be reaching out to people. You kind of have to put yourself out there. So just to kind of see, hey, does this feel aligned with me? I feel like something I would be interested in doing. Like I said, most people feel like, yeah, I could totally do this. But just knowing that too, like you have to be a hard worker. Like if this is not that get rich quick type thing, like you have to put in the work, (laughs) it can bring in money. You know, my first month that I started, I made $800 and I thought I was just like, I thought I hit the jackpot here, but it took hard work. And that's what I always tell people too. Yeah, that's great. And I think it's amazing how there's just so many different paths you can take with being a virtual assistant. So I also started online as a virtual assistant and I did more the tech route. So helping people with websites and email funnels and all of those different types of things. And I think what a lot of moms like in a traditional corporate job, 
Like they kind of sit there and think, well, I don't have any experience working online. How could I even get into this type of work? But a lot oftentimes, and like you have said, you have so many skills that could translate into a virtual assistant type role. And if you just sort of sit down and reflect on everything you've done in your past jobs, I think there would be a lot that would come out and show you that, yes, you can really be a virtual assistant or work online and you have the skills to do it. It's just translating those skills to the online world. Yeah, I always tell people too when they have trouble with that because like I said, for the most part, like if you know how to send an email, you have skills like that. That's something that you could do right off the bat. If you know how to go to Google and like look for things like you could do research, but I would, I always tell people to help them kind of figure this out. Cause sometimes it's hard for people to think, what are those skills? Think about what is it in your job right now that people come to you for? Like, what is it that they are always like, Oh my gosh, I love the way you did that. Can you show me how to do that for me? Like everybody always came in my classroom and they were like, it's so organized in here. Like it's so, <laughs> you know, or the other thing was for me too, I used a lot of technology in my classroom. I felt very comfortable with it. And so we'd be talking about different lessons that we were doing. And I would talk about the different technology that I tried. And so I always had people saying, Hey, could you show me how you did that with your students? So it's thinking of those things. What do people come to you for? Those yes. are things that you are probably naturally good at. And that's a really great place to start now. That doesn't mean that you can't do something else. Like if you really, if if being a web designer or like designing websites is something like you would totally love to do, it doesn't mean that if you don't have skills that you can't do that. But I just always tell people, start where you feel comfortable and then you can always grow into that too. Yeah, for sure. I love that advice. So tell us a little bit about your typical day in your business. How do you structure sort of, how would you structure your week when you are a freelancer? And when you're setting your own schedule and like, you don't have a boss telling you what to do, because I know that throws some people off. They're like, I'm used to being told what to do. So how do I like structure this type of work? Yeah, that's a really great question. Because a lot of people, when they are first getting started, a lot of people are still working full-time. And that's the question that I get asked. Like, I already have a full-time job. Like, how am I going to be able to fit this into my day? And so the first thing that I would tell you, if you are in that position, because you are going to have to really plan your time and use your time wisely because we all only have 24 hours in the day. We all probably like, you know, we're, we're, we're moms. We have lives, we have kids, we have houses, we have things, and we all have to like sleep and eat and, you know, take care of ourselves too. So when you sit down, like your time is probably limited, but there are ways around it. So the first thing that I did was I mapped out like, what is my typical day right now look like working full-time? Where can I find pockets of time? Where can I find maybe an hour, 30 minutes? And for me, when I actually sat down and looked at it, I had a ton of time that I could devote to building my business. So for me, when I first was getting started, I was getting up every day at 5 a.m. and working from 5 to 7 a.m. Then I would head off to my teaching job, do my teaching job. I would use my lunch as a working lunch and I would be networking and you know responding to clients and following up with people. And then I'd come home and I would be mom and I would do that, do dinner. I would ask my husband for some help. Like, Hey, after I put our son to bed, like I want to be able to get behind my computer and get work done. Can you tonight take care of dinner cleanup and just kind of involving on that process for that Mm -hmm. help. But when I did that and then I put him to bed, I would work from eight to 10 and do my business. And then I'd go to bed and do it all over again. And it took a lot of planning. It took a lot of preparation, you know, having, making sure that my like clothes were laid out. Like I would shower the night before, like just kind of putting a little bit more thought and effort into it. But right there in one day, I could get four hours of work done on Mm -hmm. top of working my full-time job. 
I always tell people like I was crazy because <laughs> on top of working a teaching job at the same time too, I was seven months pregnant and I was trying <laughs> to build this business. I was working an additional 20 hours. So it was crazy. You don't have to start there, but just know that there is time for me. That time of like eight to 10 was usually spent, you know, on the couch watching Netflix, like just scrolling through my phone. So I was already up and I just kind of reworked that time to build my business. And now that I'm home full time, my day definitely looks different. But when I, you know, during that time of really building my business, my business and the time that I spent behind my computer was around my kids' schedules. Still Mm -hmm. included some early mornings. A lot of times it was when they were napping. I have, you know, I didn't put my kids in daycare. I wanted them to be home. I didn't hire a babysitter, but my kids did a, a little nursery school. It was like two hours, three days a week. So that was helpful for me to have just like that little extra pocket of time. But you can totally do this. I say if you have anywhere from like five hours to start will be a great place, but five to 10 hours, you can totally do this. And like I said, it might require a little sacrifice. It might require you saying like, okay, I don't stay up until this time watching Netflix or you know, instead of pressing snooze on my alarm clock, I get up and I do this, but it can be done. And so, yeah, like I said, that's kind of what my day looks like now. It's built around nap times. And when my kids are home and with me, I'm mom. And then I just work, work around that. Nice. Yeah. And I think the transition sometimes from going from that traditional job to the freelancing business, the in-between where you're doing both is obviously the most hectic time. I went through that as well and experienced that. So I like to tell moms, like, if you can just get through that little bit of like super hectic time, then on the other side, you are going to be so much better off because you're going to get your time back because then when you transition into the freelancing business full-time, you can set your own hours and Mm -hmm. you can build in that intentional rest and then you can kind of structure it how you want. So I think often moms get a little overwhelmed with how do I like even start this side hustle when I am working all these other hours in my other job, but kind of like, it's just a transition period that you kind of have to go through. Yeah. And that's what I told myself too. I'm I, cause when I started my business, like I said, I was seven months pregnant. I had a goal to, by the time that my second son was born, I wanted to be done. I wanted to walk away. I wanted to not have to go back. I wanted to be with him and I didn't want to have to think, Oh, I only have 10 more weeks with him. I wanted to say I have as yeah. however long I want. And that's what I, what kept me going is it's like, yes, this is hard. I'm extremely tired, especially the end of pregnancy. Like you're uncomfortable, you're not sleeping. But I was like, if I just put my head down, if I just keep going, and if I do something every single day, like it won't be like this forever. And anytime you're starting something new, like there always is going to be that ramp up period of you having to do a little bit of extra work. And then once you build up to a place where it's kind of, running smoothly a little bit and you have a rhythm in place and you know what your day-to-day looks like, it starts to mellow out a little bit too. So that's kind of what got me through that period is it's like just two months, you've got this, Aubrey, like just keep pushing through. (laughs) It'll pay off. And it did. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So what would you say is your, the favorite part of the work you're doing right now? What do you love doing most? Well, I would say it's both in the work that I do with my clients and the teaching and the coaching that I get to do. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing that I loved about being an actual classroom teacher. Like I have a heart for helping people. It brings me so much joy to see other people have successes, to get those results. You know, even just someone saying like, hey, you inspired me to look into this. That to me Mm -hmm. lights me up. I love that. And it keeps me going because no matter what you're doing, whether you're thinking about freelancing or starting a business or 
opening a boutique or whatever it is you're doing, there's going to be days where you kind of look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, what did I get myself into? What am I doing? I should just go back to my safe, stable job. You know, that's just our brain (laughs) trying to keep us safe. You know, I'm doing air quotes here, but when I got results from my clients, my clients would say like, oh my gosh, that was so helpful. Thank you. Like those are things that are going to keep you going when it gets tough. Because for me, at least like that just lights me right up. That just keeps me going. And that huge teacher part of me, that teacher heart that we, I'm sure hear people talk about. So I love that. I love helping people. I love helping them grow and learn new things and just prove to themselves that they can do it. Because I think a lot of times as moms and as women, we're so worried about taking care of everyone else that we sometimes can get lost in the shuffle. And my podcast, it's now called Freelancer to CEO. But when I first started it, it was mom with purpose. And the reason why I named it that was because I wanted to show moms that you can be a purposeful mom, Mm -hmm. which a lot of times when we're working full time, we feel like we're, you know, we're missing out on things. We have that guilt, but you can also be a mom with a purpose that you're just Mm -hmm. being a mom Mm -hmm. or I'm not, I don't mean like just being a mom, but your mom is not just who you are being a mom. You can have that purpose outside of it too. So I love that I get to show other moms that they can do it too. Yeah, I love that you said that. I um, talk about a lot of the same things throughout this podcast. That theme has come up a ton about sort of finding your purpose outside of motherhood because it is, motherhood is very fulfilling in its own way. But a lot of us have that extra like calling that we want to follow and want to follow our purpose and passion and discover what it is. So I just love talking to moms about what that is within them. So that's awesome that, you know, the teaching and mentoring people, helping people really drives your passion. I think that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's that intrinsic, you know, like obviously to like, clearly I have to earn a living, you know, like that is part of my job. Like, yeah. you know, being able to replace my income has been great too, but you know, if money is the only thing that drives you, like you probably will just stay at a job that pays you. I mean, I I was doing fine as a teacher. I mean, I wanted a little bit extra just to be able to take vacations and things like that. But those things that really like to your core, really light you up, keep you going. That's the more fulfilling part of it. Like I said, money is, it's enough. Like we all have to earn it to live and to survive and to do things. It's (laughs) not the only piece and it, and it has to be kind of bigger than just that money piece. For sure. Yes. Yeah. I can resonate with that so much. So if a mom was sort of listening to this today and she was like, okay, this sounds like something I really might want to look into further. I really want to explore being a virtual assistant or having a freelance business in a specialty online. What would you tell them is like three solid tips that they can just take action today, get started towards that path? Yeah. So I think the first thing, I mean, there's a lot of logistics that go into it, but I think the first thing is kind of looking at yourself and, you know, really seeing, is this something that I really want to do? Because like I said, it's going to be hard work Mm -hmm. and you kind of have to look at yourself and say like, am I going to be willing to like push through? Like I said, it's not going to get rich tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You probably, you know, I have a lot of my students who go through my courses in my community who within 30 days, like they have their first client, like they're making money and that's great. But, and in the beginning, it is exciting. Like it is very exciting to like set everything up and like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this new thing. But it's when we get to like that middle part where that momentum starts to die, where we're like, 
okay, should I keep doing this? Should I keep putting myself out there? Like you're going to have setbacks. You're going to have, you know, you're going to hear crickets sometimes. So really thinking about, is this something that I want? Am I willing to put the work in when the work is tough? And then really kind of getting clear on like, why do you want to do it? Like, I know a lot of people, like I want more time with my family, which is great. But I always tell people too, to like, keep pulling back the layers, keep pulling back the curtains and saying like, okay, but why? Mm -hmm. Why do I want more time with my family? But why? And like, so you can really get to like a really huge, like emotional, like it gives you a, like a pit in your stomach, like thinking about it. And like that keeps you going. So for me, when I was first doing this, I'm like, well, yeah, I want time with my family. I want to be able to maybe, you know, make a little extra money. And, you know, I don't want anybody telling me what I can and cannot do with my kids, like, or time off. But when I really pulled back the curtain on that, and I kept saying, but why, why do you feel this way? Why do you feel this way? When I was younger, but both my parents worked full-time during the day and they couldn't take time off to like come and, you know, be a helper in the classroom. And I remember one time we did like an author's a workshop where we got to read our stories and all these parents came in and my parents couldn't come in because they were working and they couldn't get that time off. They had to save that time mm-hmm. for if we were sick or, you know, something, an emergency happened. And I remember sitting there and I wasn't mad at my parents, but I just felt like, gosh, I really wish that they could be here. I really wish that they could see this. And I remember thinking about my own kids and I'm like, I don't ever want them to feel like mom can't like that. Mom has to choose the job over them. And that like, it would bring tears to my eyes every time I would think about that, like think about seeing my son sitting in there and not having me there. So I just, that was like, that to me lit a fire under me. And I'm like, I am not going to have that be my kid. Like my kid's going to have me there whenever they want me, or if they don't want me, you know, I'll cry probably then too, but I just wanted, (laughs) I just wanted that choice. So just kind of just thinking about that and just having that really big motivator that'll keep you going. And then the other thing too, like I said, I talked about, you know, doing some research, seeing if this feels like a good fit for you, but then also too, like starting to think about, okay, what could I offer? What skills do I have? Start to write those things down. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like, oh, I can design a website or I can use this piece of technology. Also think about those skills that you have, like, you know, being organized, being creative. Those were things that I had as a teacher. You know, I was, like I said, people recognized that I was organized. So not necessarily those like hard skills Mm -hmm. of like sending emails or posting on social media, but also thinking about some of those like personality traits about you that would help you and serve clients because you're going to have clients, there's, you know, there's business owners out there who know what they're doing in their business, but they are totally disorganized and (laughs) they fly by the seat of their pants. They don't plan anything out. So if if you're a planner, like if say you're a mom and you love meal planning, like you could do planning for a business owner, it doesn't necessarily have to be meal plans. I mean, maybe a business owner might want meal plans to like help them keep their life sane, but I'm really starting to think about those skills. That would be the pieces of advice. Start to do that research, see if this feels like a good fit. If you feel like it's a good fit, start to get clear on like really why and have something that really motivates you to keep going and then start to map out what some of those skills are that you have so that you could figure out what you could offer as a business owner. And then two, like I said, I have a podcast with tons of free resources. So you know, like do that research, listen to the podcast, see if it feels right for you, but there's definitely tons of free resources out there to help you. Yeah, definitely. And we'll definitely link your podcast and all of your resources in the show notes as well. So can you talk a little bit about your podcast and what you talk about on there and maybe like one of your most favorite topics recently that you talked about? Yeah. So the podcast is called Freelancer to CEO, and really it's about helping freelancers. And when I started, it really was because I had a lot of people that I had met online that had a freelancing business or had started it, but just didn't see the success. And so what I felt 
really passionate about was helping to sh- like show them how they could simplify things in their business, how they could mm-hmm. set systems up, how they could create a really high end client experience. And then the main thing was that once you kind of get started and figure out what you enjoy doing, figuring out that service that you love doing so that you can really get seen as the expert and you can start charging more and you don't have to keep working more to make more, you can work less and make more. So that was really like the basis of it. And then once the community really started to grow and people started to share it out, I had a lot of people who said, well, I don't have a business yet, but I want one. Can you teach me how to do that? And I didn't think that that's where I would really start. I thought I would really just focus on helping freelancers scale their business. A lot of freelancers were stuck that I was working with were stuck in that like 1K, 2K a month, and they really wanted to kind of break out of that rut. So I was helping them make 5K and beyond. But I, like I said, I had people coming and saying, can you help me? So, you know, it's a podcast for where I feel like wherever you are in your journey of being a virtual assistant freelancer, we have something for you. If you're a brand new beginner, we have great episodes on like, here's five steps to get started. Here's the things that you're going to need. And really, I try not to give a ton of fluff. I try to say like, here's what you need this episode. I try to keep my episodes, my solo episodes, like 15 minutes or less so that you can listen to it on your drive to work. You can listen to it quickly, you know, write down some notes. So it's really about helping you grow your business, start your business and scale it to those higher figure months. So that hopefully if if you wanted to take a step away from your full-time job, or you just wanted to supplement it or, you know, save up for that vacation, you could do that. So we have a little bit of everything for wherever you're at in your, your business journey. Yeah, that's amazing. And I just have to tell you, when I was transitioning from my corporate job to my freelance business, I probably binge listened to your episodes like the whole month before I quit among other podcasts, but yours just like spoke to me because you describe things in such a way that I could understand and how, especially in setting up systems and things like that, which is super important when you're setting up a business. So just thank you for that. It really inspired me. I appreciate that too. And that's one thing that's, you know, those skills that we were talking about having, like I had people who said, well, you paid all this money, you went to college, you got a teaching degree, you know, teaching certification, like, what are you going to do with it now? And now I'm able to use that. It just looks different. It's not in a classroom. I'm not teaching second graders. And I'm able to use that background of, Hey, like I know how to structure things. I know how to teach things. I know how to take these big business ideas and these terms that probably seem, you know, you've heard them and you're like, what the heck are they talking about? Breaking (laughs) it down in a way that makes sense. So I appreciate you saying that because that's definitely something I strive for. And I also strive to make one thing that I want to make sure that I do as, as a teacher, as a mentor, as a coach is to not make it feel like I'm so much further along than you. Mm -hmm. I want you to know that like, this is just like a friend talking to you. I want you to Mm -hmm. feel that the advice I'm giving you is advice and the things that I've actually done. That's what a lot of I share is like, Hey, I messed up. Hey, I did this. Don't do it or do it this way. Or, you know, when I was first getting started, I did it this way. And I wish I would have known this now. And so I like to really give you that real time advice. And like I said, too, I still do work with clients. So when I'm sharing things, it's because I'm still having that connection with clients and being able to give you that advice that I really think is going to help you. And like I said, not the fluff that, you know, oh, you know, try this, you know, thing that this other guru said, it's like, this is what's actually going to work for your businesses is what you actually need. Yeah, for sure. And I love that you're kind of guiding and showing moms that path and sharing your experiences with them. I think that's so important because like some of us, when we first started out, it feels like there weren't that many resources to help us through these things. So that there's more and more popping up now. I just love seeing that out there. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. 
So Aubrey, is there any other advice you want to share with moms before we sort of move on to a lightning round, get to know you um, session? I think the biggest piece of advice that I would give you is that whenever you're starting something new, it doesn't have to be a business, but if you're, you know, starting a new like weight loss journey or, you know, even being a mom, like it was new, it was new for you. It was probably super scary. So if you're thinking about, you know, maybe becoming a virtual assistant, like it is going to be scary, but that's why I talk about that, you know, knowing why you're doing it and having it be super strong because fear and being, you know, nervous, it's a part of the process and you have to be kind of willing to push through that because in the beginning it is, you are going to feel a lot of that resistance, but trust me, if you keep going forward and if you implement the right things and making sure that, you know, you find someone that can guide you and mentor you through it. If you are, you know, working on the right things, I know you are going to be successful and you have to be willing to push through that initial bit of fear and what are people going to think of me and what if I fail? Because honestly, I, I truly believe that the only way that you fail is if you never try or if yeah. you stop. So if you keep moving forward, you will find success and just remember why you're doing this so that, you know, keep you moving forward, keep driving you, keep building that momentum over time. Um, and before you know it, definitely will pay off. I love that. And yes, I love how you keep mentioning discovering your why. That was one of the first things I think I did when I was trying to figure out like what my next move was. And I think there's an actual book on it, like finding your why, Simon Sinek. And yeah, that was just like life-changing for me. I'm like, wait, I have to discover what my why, my purpose. And it just like brings so much to light when you actually sit down and reflect on what your true why is. Yeah. And like I said, too, once you, and a lot of times you think you know what it is, but it's really like digging deep too. And just to like having, you know, something like doing that work sometimes feels a little unnatural. I know for me, I was in a mastermind and, and I had done that work of like, why am I doing this? And why do I keep, you know, pushing through even when it's tough, but we had to do this vision work where you really like set out what, you know, what do you want the vision of your life to be? And, you know, if you could have that ideal life, what would it look like? What would you be doing? What would your days be like? And that was really hard for me because I'm like, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy with my life. I don't want to feel like I'm not grateful because I am, but you know, keeping yourself dreaming big and pushing towards those like really big, scary visions, it helps to make the journey a little bit more exciting because you're like, if I, you know, keep working towards this, like eventually I'm going to be able to like get some of those things that I'm working towards because the journey, the process, it's fun, but it can bring some obstacles and it can be hard. So you have to keep thinking about what's going to make this exciting because I know that I have to do this. I know I have to take these steps along the way, even though I wish I could just get picked up and put into that vision of my life. Like I have to go through those steps. So what can I start thinking about and working towards and dreaming really big? That'll make this part really fun and exciting for me. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. So thank you so much. I just have a few other questions for you that I ask every mom that comes on the show just to get to know you a little bit better and find out what you're working on. So I actually plan on asking this one a little earlier, but the conversation sort of shifted into freelancing and I really loved the way it was going. So what is your favorite part of being a mom? My favorite part of being a mom? There are a lot, but I think just watching, getting to experience things through them. Like this summer, we did a few like water parks and amusement parks and just getting to see like the joy through their eyes. Like it just makes it so worthwhile, like to see them excited for things that like some people, 
not necessarily take for granted, but just someone else would be like, oh, like that's, you know, no big deal, but they get so excited about it. So just watching them experience things. I never want to wish time away, but I look forward to, you know, watching them get, you know, try new things and learn new things. It's so exciting as a parent to watch them do that. So that's probably my favorite part is just getting to see the, getting to see the world through their eyes too, which I feel like we could all use a little bit of, because I feel like, you know, sometimes you look out into the world, like, and it's like, oh my gosh, there's a lot going on. Like, it's crazy. And if you just took time to like, see how your kid sees it, like they just almost see it. Like, this is so cool. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's a, I don't know what it was that my kids were like that. It was like something super simple, but like, oh yeah, like, like dip and dots, you know, they thought it was the <laughs> coolest thing that like ice cream was in the little shape of a ball. And it's like, you know, just things like that. Yeah, definitely. It brings you back to sort of that innocence and that time before, you know, we had all of our adult responsibilities, just <laughs> looking at things through their eyes is amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what is something you consider to be like a non-negotiable practice you have to do every day, either in the morning or at night, something that just sets you up for a positive day or ends your day positively? I never thought that I would say this, but working out, we, my husband and I, one thing that we, you know, put on our vision board that we really wanted to be able to get, it wasn't a need, but it was a want, was the Peloton bike and Mm -hmm. The earlier this year, we did that for ourselves. It was like, we can do this. We can pay for it. No questions asked. Like we don't have to budget for this or figure out like what we got to move around. Like, you know, we're able to just do that as like, this is something. And so I never thought that I would be like a spinner. I don't know what the technical <laughs> term is, but honestly, when I, it's not an easy thing for me to do because I like to sleep. I, my boys are really great sleepers. So I would love to like sleep in when they are. But when I get up and I get on the bike and it'd be anything, but just moving your body, it sets the tone for the day. I'm so much more motivated during the day. The days that I sleep in, like I get up and I'm just like, oh, I like I'm groggy. I'm like, I don't want to, you know, but I'm like, if I get up and I get that bike and I get that adrenaline going, it's like nothing can stop me today. So that's something that I really try to do at least during the week so that I know that my Mondays through Fridays are, you know, going to, I'm going to hit the ground running and start out on a really positive note. And I just, I feel so much better about myself doing that. Yeah, definitely. I definitely feel that daily movement in some way. And I tell moms, like, it doesn't matter if it's walking, biking, yoga, anything you want to do for movement, it definitely shuffles the energy within you and Mm -hmm. you feel way better and more energized and just ready to tackle your day, like you said. Yeah. So who are your favorite podcasters, like a favorite author that's really influenced you or another expert that's influenced you in your life? Yeah, I think she's been my mentor since I started my podcast. She's kind of the reason why I started my podcast. I mean, I always when I listened to podcast, when I first started listening to podcasts, I'm like, Ooh, like I could do that. That would be fun. I love talking. Um, <laughs> if you can't tell from today's episode, but I was like, you know, I totally could do that. And I kind of, you know, thought like, you know, way off, Oh, that would be really cool. And when I started to think about maybe shifting into doing a little bit more coaching, I didn't know what was going to be that way that I was going to show up. And so I started working with Stephanie gas and she has a really great, amazing podcast. And she was like, you can totally do this and I'll help you through it. And so she was someone who aligned with me in values and also aligned with me in the way that I wanted to build my business. I didn't want to build a business that would take away from what I wanted to do and be as a mom. I wanted to, you know, have a business that supported what I was doing there too. So um, she really kind of helped me navigate that, helped me start the podcast. And 
she's amazing. Her podcast is really great. Another really great mom podcast to listen to. I would encourage anybody to listen to that too. And just a lot of really great advice, not just on business too, but about, you know, parenting and your personal growth too. So she's someone that I look up to. And I love the fact that for the past two years, I've been able to work with her and have her as my mentor. That sounds amazing. Yeah, we'll definitely have to check that podcast out as well. So what are you currently working on in your business that you're really excited about? Like any upcoming programs or anything that you want to talk about and let the listeners know? We have a lot. (laughs) We have a lot going on. This summer has been usually like the summer is usually a time like when naturally businesses like slow down a little bit in the online space because people are, you know, kids are home. People are taking a step back. I did have to take a step back because my kids were home, but like everything was ramping up for me, which is I'm so grateful for. Mm -hmm. So we have two things that I'm working on currently right now. One I'm like finishing up today. That's my big goal today is like to tie up all the loose ends, but I'm doing a new free training that I have my podcast. But a lot of times like I will have people who will say, oh, on my app that I listen to, like, cause I'll be like, oh, go listen to this episode number, this episode number. Mm-hmm. Like I have a couple that I point people to and they're like, oh, I can't find it. Or my episodes aren't numbered or whatever. So I'm kind of taking some of those episodes that I always point people to, if they want to get started, mm-hmm. I'm taking them and combining them into a free training. So I'm finishing up that kind of doing all the, like the behind the scene things that you don't think about when you have to like, you know, you think, oh, I just got to record this training and it's live, yeah. like there's a few, you know, there's yeah. like a lot of other things like emails and sequences and, you know, those, the page, the web page. So finishing up that, that's really exciting. I'm really excited to be able to have that to point people to so that, you know, it can be that first step for them. And then I have two main courses that I have people work through. Usually they, if they don't have a business, they start at my prep program. And then they work into the academy, which helps them really scale their business. But we've been taking some time. I've been working with someone who can kind of help me revamp that academy. I want to make sure that when people come into that, they have all the things that they need to be super successful. And so we're just kind of reworking that. That's more of like a longer project. It'll probably won't be done before the end of the year, but that's something that I'm really excited to work into and just have someone have a fresh set of eyes on my work. Cause sometimes you get so into it. Like I'm so tied to like my curriculum and my lessons mm. that sometimes I can't see those roadblocks that someone else like kind of coming in from a bird's eye view can. So those are two things that I'm working on that I'm really excited about. Awesome. That sounds amazing. And where can people find you online? Where do you hang out the most often? So my usual answer to this was always come find me on Instagram, which I still say I do love Instagram. I love Instagram DMs. So if anything in this episode stood out to you, if anything, you know, impacted you, please just reach out to me on Instagram. It's my name, Aubrey Malik. I love answering DMs. I try to answer all of my DMs and I usually will send you a voice message back because that's, like I said, I like to talk. So it's just an easier way for me to communicate. But this past year, I started branching out on TikTok, which again, never thought I would say that, but <laughs> I love it. I love it over there in TikTok. And I have tons of other, like just another place to just find free stuff and free value. And so um, I like TikTok too. So if you're on TikTok, come find me. Maybe I've shown up on your For You page, but yeah. And then my website, aubreymalek.com has uh, lots of great stuff there too. So those would be the places I would say, come find me, but pretty much Aubrey Malik, wherever you want to search. Awesome. Yeah, I just started focusing on reels because I was kind of resisting it on Instagram. Because, like I love doing this podcast, but I'm not a huge video person. So it took a lot for me to just kind of, okay, I find I have to do this because it boosts engagement. 
So yeah, figuring out reels, TikTok, I think is a little bit of a challenge, but I think needed when you're an online business owner. So yeah. And it was something for me, like I liked the idea of being creative in a different way. I like to think that I can dance. I probably, you know, some of these people who have been like, who have been like professionally trained, I, you know, but I, it's a way for me to have fun. Like you said, I love the podcast and I still keep showing up there too, but it was just a way for me to connect with people in a different way. And, you yeah. know, hearing someone's voice is, is, you definitely can make a connection there too. But then it was like, oh, if I can come like watch her too and see what she's doing over there and see her you know, just, I try to be super authentic to who I am. Like I am a goofball. Like I laugh at myself. Like, so I wanted people to also get to know me on that more intimate level, (laughs) so to speak. I love that. Yeah. I am all about being authentic. And so I absolutely love that you said that. So thank you so much, Aubrey, for coming on the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. I really just love everything we talked about. I know moms out there right now, there's a ton of moms looking, they're either in a transition, maybe they, you know, were laid off, or they're looking for their next step, or they're reevaluating what they even want to do. Because I know the pandemic has really brought that to the forefront for a lot of working moms. So just thank you so much for all the advice and input you've given. And it was so great to talk to you. Yeah, Kelly, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I hope that this will definitely just even spark something in your audience, make them just kind of think, hey, hey, this sounds interesting, but I just love being able to share this message. So I really appreciate you giving me that opportunity to do that. Yes, of course. Thank you so much and have a great rest of your day. You too. So hi, mamas. I wanted to take a quick minute just to tell you about my brand new course that's going to be launching. So I had mentioned this course in the past and life happened and I got a little behind in creating all of the modules, but I went on this amazing family vacation over the summer. We traveled out west and it really put a ton of things in perspective for me. I came back and I said, I really feel passionately about launching this course for moms. So what this course is, it's for you if you're feeling stuck. You've been in the burnout cycle for a while. You're not sure what steps you can take towards a better work family life integration. You crave freedom from the typical nine to five, and you're certain there has to be a better way to do this working mom life. So I've totally been in your shoes. I want to help you discover your passions and dreams and turn them into a viable business online so that you can find your zone of genius and finally feel passionate about the work you're doing without sacrificing your family life along the way. So I will ask you, if this sounds like what you need in your life, Mama, then I'd love for you to join me in the business launchpad. So you can go to theworkingmomcollective.com slash launch. L-A-U-N-C-H and you can sign up to get on the waitlist for the course which will be launching in October. So again that is the workingmomcollective.com slash launch L-A-U-N-C-H 
and that will get you set up on my wait list. Um, I'll send you some email notifications just to let you know when the course is open to sign up. And you can also get all of the details and what you'll be getting in this course at that website. So again, I would love to see you in the business launch pad. I really feel passionately about helping other moms reach their big goals and their big dreams. And I want to help you sort of fast track your way towards your dreams. So let me help you follow your dreams because that is what I feel most passionately about is helping moms discover their dreams and their purpose. So if you would like to join me, please get on the wait list and I can't wait to see you inside the business launch pad. I would be so, so grateful if you went and left a rating and review of the podcast. So Apple loves it when you rate and review the podcast that you love listening to. And it would just mean the world to me if you went over and left a rating and review for the podcast. So that way our show can be introduced to more working moms that really, really can gain positivity from these episodes that can teach them something. So if you go and leave a rating and review, I would be so grateful and just thank you again for continuing to listen every week. You are the reason why I continue to talk into this microphone for this podcast. Without you, I would have the podcast. So thank you so much.